This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Why isn't there anything about arts and culture, right? Um, Because it's all about parties, social gatherings, but I'm like, I'm like, okay, I might as well write something. So, and that started uh, my writing about arts and culture. Hey, Mika. Hey, Sherry. What's the Cheesemus? This is What's the Cheesemus, a podcast about Philippinex identity in Edmonton. Hi, my name is Mika Leonida, and on this week's episode, I will be spilling the chismes on what it's like to build communities and create brave spaces in Edmonton. As the daughter of Filipino immigrants born and raised in Edmonton, and someone somewhat detached from what everyday life is like in the Philippines, I've always wondered, how do Filipinos settle, integrate, and find their voice in the diaspora? How do you cultivate and strengthen your cultural roots while welcoming others in? And how do you address gaps in your communities without alienating others? I had a Zoom conversation with Ida Beltran-Lucila, the program director of the Edmonton Filipino Fiesta, founder and executive director of the Philippine Arts Council of Alberta, and columnist for the Alberta Filipino Journal, to find out how she negotiates her Filipino identity with her communities in Edmonton and Canada at large. Living through this global pandemic has made one thing very clear to me. Communities and the stories they tell hold meaning and power. I wanted to learn how community builders, like Ida, have remained connected to their communities despite the challenges posed by COVID-19. How has Ida's work shifted and maybe what has she learned along the way? Okay, so tell us about yourself. Who is Ida Beltran Lucila? Oh my gosh, <laughs> do you have the time? <laughs> no, so um, when I think of Ida, um, I'm basically an artist, right? So I've been an artist my whole life. That was my f- profession in the Philippines. And so, yeah, and um, at, I think at this point, I would be an artist a lifelong learner and Filipino Canadian. That's how I would describe myself. <laughs> when you say artist, what kind of art um, do, you, do you dabble in? What art do you practice? What does being an artist mean to you? My main industry is dance. And because I, I like from as a young girl, I've right away taken ballet lessons and so I've gone through the progressions in the world of dance from being a recreational student to you know to considering it as a full-time career. I was a professional dancer with Ballet Philippines which was a resident dance company of the cultural center of the Philippines. From then on I moved up the ranks. I became a ballet teacher and associate artistic director, uh, artistic director. And before we left um, for Canada, I was the executive director of Ballet Philippines. 
And of course, I also have my, my university degrees on theater arts. So I'm basically dabbling in different arts administration. I, I do projects that have cross um, disciplinary um, collaborations. So I have that background in theater and then, you know, you sort of dabble now into the different disciplines of the art. What, what draws you to that? Why, why invest time in, in the arts, specifically like the Filipino arts and creating these Filipino art events and activities? Um, why is that important to you? So if I go, we go back when we knew that we were migrating to Canada, we, I actually thought that we would keep our artistic work behind and not work on anything right um but my son was he was a dancer in the philippines so when we came here you know um he was in uh, junior high and you know we i really intended that he maintains the ability to to dance and perform as a safe place because you know junior high impressions in the bullying and you know it's a new environment so we wanted uh, him to have that safe environment safe circle so he was involved in that he was he he enrolled in the dance program and you know how the dance program is they they do competitions and so for us in order to save money we actually did all the work for him, like choreography and the teaching, right? Uh, because, you know, we were trying to save our resources, new immigrants. And that actually opened up the whole dance world for us because they, you know, from the work, they, they would know more or less your ability. So it led us to, you know, teaching in different dance studios. I became artistic director of that Edmonton Festival Ballet. And so it, it, it sort of, opened up that whole world for us and like and then we just realized that we were going deeper and deeper into the dance world here in Edmonton so yeah so and then of course we we were involved in the local Filipino organizations as well so just to backtrack because um I think about three years before we moved in as immigrants we actually got invited our dance company got invited to perform here in Edmonton to represent the Philippines and so um, in 2002 in the Klondike days because Philippines was the featured country so we performed here we stayed here for about a month and so in that time we were able to make connections and people learned and they knew uh, of our dance company and our our artistic background so so as soon as we arrived here, we, we also got involved in, you know, teaching dance with the different dance groups. Um, and then, of course, you sort of get the urge to, to help out and elevate the because <laughs> we do have the background and it's all about paying forward. You have all these capabilities. Why not share it? Right. And so it led from one thing to another. And then, you know, our situation about being full-fledged full artists in the Philippines and then just having it um, like a part-time or hobby here. And then uh, with the, I've encountered different people who've had the same, who were in the same situation. 
And so I've thought about, you know, all these talents and it's not being used. So, and that led to the formation of Philippine Arts Council so that there is a forum or a space for artists to come together, provide, um, provide uh, opportunities for collaboration and performances. Um, and also to make art a serious endeavor, not just as a recreational endeavor. So those are the things that um, drive me right in into all these projects. Um, so I also mentioned about being a lifelong learner. And I think basically I'm a very curious person. I I I, I describe it as curiosity rather than being nosy <laughs> but then so and then it led me to you know i'm I, I was just basically i was just seeing all these gaps like there are a lot of filipino publications and i meet the the editors and the publishers and i'm like why are you why isn't there anything about arts and culture right um because it's all about parties social gatherings but i'm like so I'm like, okay, I might as well write something. So, and that started the, the, my writing about arts and culture. So, yeah, so basically if there's something I want to look into or I'm curious about, then sometimes it leads to a project about it, right? So, and that's why I find myself just churning all these ideas and uh, projects, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It it seems that a lot of your work, if I can call it work, stems from like humble beginnings, like you said, like an idea or you identify a gap and you say this can be improved or there are so many unused talents, like you were saying, that can contribute to these gaps. And why not, you know, take the work together and try to build that foundation. So so the future, I guess, generations can can continue building and can continue learning and contributing to the talent that is being created. So I think that's absolutely interesting as well. Well, so even people ask me, like, you're, you're so busy and you need to give time to yourself. And so I always explain it that because this is the passion, you know, this is my passion. So it may take time and energy out of me but it actually fills my tank because I'm actually doing something that I really love and I'm really interested. So once a day job, which is, is my day job is very interesting and I love my day job and it actually feeds into my other life. Right. But uh, it's just, I'm passionate in both ends. So, <laughs> so it's not like, of course I get drained and I get tired, but still it feeds on I don't feel like uh, it being a burden or a pressure, but it just complements. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think I can understand that because community work or working within the community can take a lot of time, especially if, you know, a lot of it is on the weekend or in the, in the evening, maybe early mornings. Um, but that interaction and seeing your ideas come to life, I can see that being something that feels like your tank and encourages you to keep going and to keep trying and, and innovating even as well. 
Yeah. Although, there, of course, there are times you sort of think, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, I should stop. <laughs> Now I'm going to ask you a question about community. Um, we've sort of touched on working in community work, um, addressing gaps um, within the community, in the arts community as well, in the Filipino community. Um, what, is, what is community to you? What does it bring to mind? Images, feelings? Well, so when when you talk about community i have different levels of community right so um my first level would be the art artists community and then the next level would be um the filipino community and then the filipino canadian community so that one is of course um for granted it would family would always be there but this is like the more esoterical <laughs> like the paradigms that i um that I work on. So basically community is for me is, is your people, right? <laughs> like where uh, you sort of um, doesn't have to be like-minded, but there's some communal, commun commonality and uh, uh, striving towards a goal, right? So, so as I mentioned, and for me, what defines a community is when you support and help each other to thrive. And it should not be, it doesn't, it's complex. It, it can be messy, but in the end, it should be productive, right? For That's my definition of a community. Where you are now and based on your experiences, what do you wish for the Edmonton Filipino community? Um, is it to welcome others more in it? Is, is it to address, you know, the fragmentation? What would be your ultimate goal? Like, let's say in the next five, 10 years. Um, I don't think it's linear, right? When you do something, then you actually address all those issues. I, I don't think you address the unification first and then. <laughs> so, um, so basically, like, let's say we'll talk about the Edmonton Filipino Fiesta, right? So with that though, um, I, there was no higher, when, when I managed that one, um, I did not want any hierarchy in terms of performance. Like, okay, these are the established ones. You know, it's it's sort of if you want to perform, I'll give you the space, right? And so the effect of that in the end, I think, from what I've seen through the years, because we um, we had it for I think about four years for the fiesta, there has been an improvement with the performances of the artists through the years. Secondly, there was more collaboration because, you know, it was one space where everybody saw each other's performance, right? And eventually, oh, you do this, we can actually work together. So it's saving resources, saving your audience, saving, you know. Um, and then, um, so for a while though, um, you can see improvement in their craft. But we were at that point that, okay, you're, you're good, but you've been doing covers. 
we need original content, right? Because of that, if you look at the airway, I mean, listen to the airwaves, um, we need more Filipino Canadian music, right? And I'm, I'm, there's actually uh, more and more because um, I've been writing articles about, you know, some Filipino Canadian rap, hip hop singers. So there's more. And so we were in that stage of encouraging more original content when pandemic, you know, and it's so hard right now to find that um, avenue to express your, because you, you'll be investing money and energy and you don't know where people are at, right, in terms of, um, so we're still trying to find a way to, to move that forward, so... Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned the pandemic because that was one of my like next thoughts was how has your work been impacted by that? Because I guess a lot of people are, you know, in their homes, a lot of people are, you know, tuning into online um, festivals and events. How do you reach those people? Well, um, so because I'm, I'm currently working on a project that initially was conceptualized as a live performance and um, now has been reimagined to be a video documentary, right? So this is um, a, a project that will speak about the stories of migration of Filipinos. And of course, because it's Philippine Arts Council, it's incorporated with music and dance and all that. So that one was a big learning curve for me because um, La theater is my arena right and all of a sudden video is a it's a different storytelling for video and so um that that was a big adjustment in terms of the project and how do you translate it in the so it it required more materials more research for me and and again i said as I mentioned, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm actually enjoying it because I'm learning how to edit, you know, it's on a need-to-know basis. Yeah, so, so even with the artists that I'm, the groups that I'm collaborating with, um, they, they had to pivot the way their process too, right? So, but um, because I've forced some of them to, for this new medium. So it actually opened a whole new avenue for everyone and how to, how to address it, right? The other projects of Philippine Arts Council, of course, it has become, um, everything's online now. Um, this whole year is a, is a first time experience. And so I'm hoping everything will be better for next year. <laughs> yeah, so, and how to adjust in, because some people are not that comfortable as well you know, um, joining in, participating in these events online. So, yeah, so you have to find, again, your audience and how to, to format your project so that it appeals to a, to a wider demographics than your normal <laughs> participants, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Are you finding that people are still excited about the projects that artists are, are like, because you know, the traditional con and conventional ways of, of showing art, the theaters you were saying, the live performances. Are you still finding that artists 
are seeking out, you know, avenues to share their art or is it because we're all online and, you know, disconnected, do you feel as though there's less interest or people coming forward to present art? I feel there's a, there's a, some form of disconnect as well because um, Filipinos, we, we love to gather, right? <laughs> and so, and also when you don't see people it's hard to to navigate where people are at right because um we're still at the stage that people are dealing with their art as a part-time work no i don't think anyone's full-time so people are still worried about their finances their you know there are other things that are that are more pressing in people's lives so really now I think it, it takes more time though. When you plan things, you have to allow for people to, you know, and, and the pandemic is not an easy time, right? Um, and you don't recognize stress or anxiety right away because the manifestation in people are different, right? So, so before, if you sort of, the way you work before, like there's a deadline, I need this now and all that. You have to give everyone the space, the respect. You have to be kind, right? And you cannot just, you know, impose on on how it used to be and the way you used to work, right? So, yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to say or contribute um, or anything that you would like the listeners to know about you or your work or any exciting projects coming up that you would like to talk about? Well, uh, I talked about earlier about, so I just want everyone to uh, mark the date. February uh, of 2021 is the scheduled release of the video documentary, which is entitled Paglalayag, The Philippines to Canada Journey. So Paglalayag is a Tagalog term for journey, for travels, for um yeah, so that one should be exciting. So I'm going through the clips actually somewhere. Um, yeah, it, it actually touched my heart, uh, like just watching the rough edits. So I'm excited to release this to everyone. So yeah. And so this project is actually uh, supported. It, it, it's a... Uh, it has a grant from both Canadian Heritage, Federal Canadian Heritage, and Alberta Culture, Multiculturalism, and Status of Women. So, yeah. Do you know what, if it will be released on the Facebook page, on a YouTube page, or? I will actually probably release it for a week, and people can just watch it, you know, on their own, and then take it down, and then maybe do another iteration sometime in the for another period but i'm just thinking yeah and it's going to be i want it to to release it for free as well and hopefully we'll be able to do that so yeah and hopefully hopefully this is only the first of a series because you know i'm doing the research and the interviewing so even with that it's so hard because of the pandemic right so initially i was thinking how do we present this like professionally but in the end, I was like, I'm not even going to pretend. This will 
show this will screen as something obviously done during a pandemic <laughs> so there are some that are are zoom videos right so yeah and then i uh, because of the structure for this one i can only i wanted to talk about a wide range but i can't go deep just because you know uh because of time constraints I have so much material and the stories are so incredible that one story is actually good for one episode. So hopefully in the end, this will result in different series as well. So, yeah. And with that, folks, that's all we have time for today. What's the Chismis is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM on Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton, Alberta. This episode was produced by me, Mika Leonida. Thank you again to Ms. Ida Beltran-Lucila for sharing her stories with us. Keep an eye out on the Philippine Arts Council website for February 20th to 28th, 2021 for Paglalayag, the Philippines to Canada journey. That's Paglalayag, P-A-G-L-A-L-A-Y-A-G. It means journey in Tagalog. You can find all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and on our website, What's the Chismis.transistor.fm? You can also connect with us on Facebook at What's the Chismis CGSR, Instagram at What's the Chismis, or send us a good old email at Chismis at CGSR.com. That's Chismis, T I S I S M I S. Salamat!